This season of Sincerely Human is sponsored by the Riley Sway Foundation. Through community-focused programs, Riley Sway inspires teens to lead with empathy and kindness. From connecting student leaders to awarding grants for projects that amplify kindness in local communities, Riley Sway Foundation equips the next generation of leaders with the tools they need to make a positive impact in the world. Please stay tuned for Kindness Calling, our post-script segment featuring the remarkable teens from Riley Sway Foundation. I think that in a world where we simply exist with so many barriers and so many excuses and so much fear, young people have the key to accelerating change, to leading with hope, to leading with examples of why and how we won't wait until we're older to create change. We know that we don't have the luxury to wait until we're older, but it's also, I think, the source of our energy. We're fueled by love, not by fear. Every single decision we're making is much bigger than fear. And I think that that's why our generation will really make a difference during our lifetime. You're listening to Sincerely Human, a podcast that tells stories of kindness in action from the lens of today's most inspiring humans. I'm Camila Orente, CEO of Human Group Media and your host. Welcome to the show. Today's guest is Milati Wisen. At only 21 years of age, Milati has founded two environmental nonprofits, Bye Bye Plastic Bags and Youthopia. Milati is from Bali, Indonesia. I grew up on the most magical island. Every single afternoon, morning, evening, I would spend immersed in the natural world. I had rice fields, the ocean, the beach, the mountains, all within 100 meters from my backyard. And it was absolutely magical being half Dutch, half Indonesian, getting to explore sort of all different aspects of the world together with my best friend, my sister. We really grew up in a little kind of world that my parents created for me and my sister to be able to become the people that we are today. But Milati and her sister Isabel began to notice that their environment was changing. As I grew older, the problem of plastic grew bigger. You know, driving to school, looking out of the window of the car and seeing piles of plastic, going for a beach day with my friends and smelling the burning pile of plastic as we were sunbathing. You know, this was our reality. And it was something we couldn't turn away from. It was so strong and such an in-your-face problem that, you know, at the ages of 10 and 12, when the world was full of possibilities, my sister and I said, you know, what are we going to do about it? What can we do today to reduce the use of plastic? So Milati went looking for answers. I pulled out my laptop in the living room, and it wasn't even mine. I think my parents... I would put in, you know, what can we do about the plastic pollution crisis? Which countries around the world are leading in this space? And at the time, we learned that 40 countries around the world had banned single-use plastic bags. And for us, that felt like a low-hanging fruit. Okay, one single-use item banned. Perhaps that could be our sort of entry point and conversation starter here on the island of Bali as well. You know, 40 countries can do it. Come on, Bali. Come on, Indonesia. We can do it too. 
the sisters set out to spread awareness about the importance of banning single-use plastics. Me and my sister were on summer vacation, right? And so we had all this free time and we were, you know, doing adventures throughout our village and going to the beach all day and swimming in the ocean all day. And at the same time, there was all this plastic. And I remember that when we made that commitment to ban single-use plastic bags, you know, we thought we'd be mission accomplished before school started again, right? No way would we have thought that years of our life would have been committed to the movement. And I'm 21 now nearly 10 years on the front lines, and there's still so much left to do. In 2013, Milati and Isabel launched Bye Bye Plastic Bags, a movement whose mission is to get single-use plastic bags banned. Their initiative attracted the interest of the international community, which led to global speaking opportunities for Milati and Isabel. I've had an incredible opportunity at a very young age as well, I'm not a confident public speaker. Let me just go on and say that. Imagine 12-year-old Malati being the most shy, girl that sits in the back of the classroom type shy, like, please don't pick on me to come and speak in front of the classroom type shy. I was that type of person. But as soon as I connected to a larger kind of focus and a larger kind of vision that was bigger than myself, I found the confidence to be able to go out and speak truth to power, kind of articulate in a way that not many 12-year-olds could. And I was trying to bring this larger message that I could see from my home island onto a global platform. And that was an entire new level of privilege that I had never experienced. I couldn't really know how to process or acknowledge. So for me, it was like a massive responsibility. Standing next to me was my younger sister, my 10-year-old sister. And I had this responsibility of being a big sister you know, kind of carrying the message from my community at home in Bali on this international platform. And it was intimidating, but it also felt really empowering that suddenly we were invited. We had that invitation. We had that opportunity to raise the bar, to raise the expectations, to tell leaders to do better because we expected better. It's been a learning process, honestly, to be able to learn how to engage with politicians, how to engage with business leaders, and really what makes them move, what prevents them from change. I always say it's, it feels like my own sort of university experience, you know? I would find myself in these really high-level panel discussions with scientists who are releasing a new report that the whole world hadn't seen yet, you know? Or literally ministers from around the world sitting on opposite sides and me in the middle kind of trying to facilitate it all. And I think, honestly, that was a very eye-opening experience, but allowed me to come back home, making our approach more focused on community-led solutions, focusing on how we can include uh, frontline narratives into how we're creating decisions in the first place. Milati and Isabel passionately advocated against single-use plastic bags in Bali. They created and distributed educational booklets explaining the dangers of marine pollution. They employed local women to make reusable bags. When the governor of Bali refused to meet them to discuss the issue in 2018, they went on a hunger strike. A year later, single-use plastic bags were finally banned from the island. This was six years after Bye Bye Plastic Bags was founded. So we are really celebrating the fact that a policy is in place at the moment, signed and stamped by the governor of Bali. At the same time, we know that our work is far from over because the work that now needs to happen is really making sure that this regulation affects and 
changes everyday habits, right? There's still, especially because of the pandemic, you know, setting us back a couple steps. For example, if you're at home and you order takeout, it would come wrapped in a plastic bag, even though there is a regulation in place that basically says Bali bans single-use plastic bags. So I always say, you know, a regulation is just a piece of paper with a signature and a stamp, but it doesn't really change or, you know, it doesn't create the impact we need it to unless it is strongly implemented in everyday life. So that's where I always feel, you know, with bioplastic bags, we strongly have a lot left to do. One of the biggest frustrations as a young change maker is that change isn't happening fast enough. It is all happening way too slowly. And it's frustrating because the solutions can seem so simple, right? Such as banning plastic bags, one single use item. Imagine the impact that would create. And yet, government meeting after government meeting, talks after talks, meeting notes after meeting notes, and yet the real implementation and real change being implemented takes a lot longer than we all hope. This experience taught Milati a valuable lesson. What I wish I would have known is that it's so important to pace yourself. And that's kind of what I say to every young person I meet, because believe it or not, I enter these conferences now and I'm the oldest amongst the young people, right? It's happening. Young people are getting involved at a younger and younger age. And what I love about that is that, you know, it shows that Gen Z and the generation I'm a part of is unstoppable. We're here, we're coming up with the solutions. But at the same time, being 21 now, having almost 10 years of my life dedicated to being on the front lines, I'm kind of like silently yelling, like, pace yourself. It is a long journey. Change does not happen overnight, even though it should, even though change needs to happen fast enough. We ourselves need to be able to kind of take a step back, pace ourselves, for the long journey ahead. And that's something that I've kind of continuously been learning every single day of this movement. Despite how slow progress might seem at times, Bye Bye Plastic Bags is an inspiration for changemakers. After sharing the story of Bye Bye Plastic Bags, the number one question, no matter where we went, was how can I do what you do? How can I be part of creating bigger change? And that's kind of where I guess the next mission kind of sparked inside of me to help answering that exact question. How can we scale change making, right? How can we make sure that every single young person feels like they have access to the tools, the mentorship, the lessons, the skills to be able to create change wherever they are in the world, no matter how old they are. Melati launched Utopia in 2020. Utopia is a platform for young leaders to acquire the tools needed to be at the forefront of change. Here, Milati shares one piece of advice for anyone wishing to make an impact in the world. The number one thing I always say is before getting started, before overwhelming yourself with the research and the information that already exists out there, kind of try and sit with yourself and get clear on the type of change you want to achieve. What is it exactly that you want to see change? And the reason why I bring that is because I know Bye-bye plastic bags would not have been where it is today without the focus on plastic bags. And sometimes, you know, especially today, I see so many of us going out there and saying, we're going to solve it all. Wow, what a dream that would be, right? But again, dialing it back, finding your focus, finding clarity on the type of change you want to create makes all the difference and will make you create a stronger and bigger impact than you'd ever imagined. 
When it comes to solving the climate crisis, Milati believes that the youth play a critical role. I think that in a world where we simply exist with so many barriers and so many excuses and so much fear, young people have the key to accelerating change, to leading with hope, to leading with examples of why and how we won't wait until we're older to create change. You know, I've seen so many incredible examples. There are many more young change makers in the world than we will ever know and who are waking up every single day with the determination to create change. We know that we don't have the luxury to wait until we're older, but it's also, I think, the source of our energy, the source of our, you know, why are we doing this? Why are we skipping school at such a young age to, you know, fight for something bigger than us? I think it's because of our source and that we're fueled by love, not by fear. Every single decision we're making is much bigger than fear. And I think that that's why our generation will really make a difference during our lifetime. If you want to learn more about Utopia, head on to their website, utopia.world, or their educational platform, youthtopia.education. In this edition of Kindness Calling, we are speaking to the co-founders of Blooming Seeds, Riza Khan and Devika Manoj. Blooming Seeds is an organization that provides free science-related workshops to children with special needs. Riza and Devika are both seniors from Georgia. So we initially started off with in-person workshops. That's Riza. We started off with these science workshops in our local library, actually. And we kind of just reached out to local special needs schools and classrooms within public schools. And we kind of created this local community of students who would come to our workshops. And then when COVID happened, we couldn't continue those anymore. So we found a way to do virtual workshops. And then through that, we've expanded to even international groups like orphanages in India. We've reached out to them and we've been able to do workshops with them online. For Devika, the idea for Blooming Seeds was planted when she was much younger. So ever since I was in middle school, I was a pretty regular volunteer in my brother's special education class. And I noticed how there was not much of an interactive science curriculum in his classroom and science was something which I've always been pretty interested in so seeing how my brother and such an important part of the community was not exposed to what I saw as such a really important part of my education was just really shocking to me so after some research I learned that people with special needs getting involved in science can just really expose them to critical thinking skills which they can't really find anywhere else and they can also get to use their motor skills through activities such as for instance pouring solutions so that along with wanting to break the stigma special needs is what inspired us to pursue blooming seeds when it comes to addressing the needs of children who participate in their workshops kindness is pivotal kindness is actually really important to our organization and especially through how we need to kind of adapt to our participants different needs so for example when we had nonverbal 
children participate in our workshops, we had to kind of create different ways for them to be able to respond and also participate. Riza thinks that young people like her are critical in building a more empathetic and compassionate world. Through our own experience, we found that it's important to get involved earlier on because this is something that if you get involved in as a young person, then you'll carry it on with you throughout your life. Speaking through personal experience, Blooming Seeds is something that we just started as a high school-led program, but now we're even inspired to keep continuing it throughout college. So I think it's especially important for youth to get involved so that we can have uh, future adults who are also working towards creating a more empathetic world. For young activists, advocates, and changemakers, Devika's biggest piece of advice is to not be afraid to ask for help. You won't have access to the same resources as adults. So just trying to get out of your comfort zone and asking for advice from people older than you can truly just be so beneficial. For example, one of our most amazing mentors is my brother's special education teacher, and she usually just gives us really great advice about implementing our workshops and just asking any of our questions because she has been in like the special education field for so many years and just has so much knowledge and advice to give to us. Apart from the special education teacher that Devika mentioned, they also got life-changing mentorship and support from Riley Sway Foundation. I was just looking for grant opportunities about a year ago to fund for Blooming Seeds and then came across Riley's Way, but honestly, I think it turned out to be so much more than just a grant because as a Call for Kindness Fellows, in addition to getting a $3,000 grant, we get to connect with such incredible young leaders and also just get leadership training and how to make our organization better. If you want to learn more about Blooming Seeds, you can follow them on Instagram at bloomingseeds underscore main or head on to their website, bloomingseeds.weebly.com. Links are in our show notes. That's it for Kindness Calling. Thanks again to our podcast sponsor, Riley Sway Foundation. Riley Sway empowers young leaders to use kindness and empathy to create meaningful connections and positive change. Apart from the Call for Kindness, a national competition that awards grants to student-led projects, Riley Sway Foundation also pursues its mission through Riley Sway Councils, which connect public and private high schools to inspire teens to lead with empathy and kindness. They also organize youth leadership retreats that connect young leaders from around the country to create meaningful connections and learn valuable leadership skills with their like-minded peers. To learn more about Riley Sway Foundation, please head on over to rileysway.org. Links are in our show notes.